God's word for our meditation this morning is our gospel lesson from Luke chapter 13. At that time, some Pharisees came to Jesus and said to him, Leave this place and go somewhere else. Herod wants to kill you. He replied, Go tell that fox. I will keep on driving out demons and healing people today and tomorrow, and on the third day, I will reach my goal. In any case, I must press on today and tomorrow and the next day. For surely no prophet can die outside Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you were not willing. Look, your house is left to you desolate. I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to you, O Christ. Are you one of those kinds of people who make goals and then make a plan to attain that goal? We we will often make goals in our lives and plans in our lives to reach that goal, to make our lives better, happier, healthier, more comfortable, less troublesome. Right, maybe, maybe you would have the goal of wanting to just shed a few pounds, get in better health. And so you'd sit down and make a plan how you're going to reach that goal. Right? I'm going to join a gym and I'm going to work out three times a week. I'm going to cut out so many sweets and soda and junk food. I'm going to eat more fruits and vegetables. I'm going to cut out snacks between meals, right? A, a, a good a goal, a good goal and a plan to reach that goal. Or maybe the goal is to go back to school. So you need a plan to do that, right? You've got to figure out where am I going to go to school? How am I going to pay for tuition? How is this going to work with the rest of life, right? A, a good goal, but you need to have a plan to get there. Or maybe as a family, you... you have a goal or should have a goal to cut down on screen time. So you sit down as a family and make a plan, all right? We're not going to turn on the TV in the morning. Phones are going to be silenced and put away during dinner. Only 15 minutes of computer time at night, right? You sit down and you make a plan to reach that worthy goal. Having goals in life is good. And having plans to actually attain that goal is even better. Maybe you're kind of that person. Or maybe you're not. Maybe you don't even think about making goals, but you have goals in life, whether you realize it or not, whether you actually formally plan or not. And even if you don't know what they are, everyone around you does. They can look at your life. They can see how you spend your time, what you invest in, how you spend your money, and they can tell pretty quickly what your goals in life are. Is... Your goal in life, that next promotion at work? Is your goal to work really, really, really hard over the next number of years so you can save up and retire and just sit back and enjoy life? Is your goal to give your children, your kids, all sorts of experiences in life and have them involved in all sorts of these activities? Is your goal to to buy a fixer-upper and remodel the whole place and have this place to live and pass on to your children? 
Right? We all have these goals in life, many of which can be fine and good. Our lives are full of goals. Our gospel lesson from Luke 13 is full of goals, too. Everyone in here has some sort of goal. Herod, we learn his goal is to kill Jesus. He wants to be rid of him. And this is the Herod who is the son of the Herod when Jesus was just a baby. Right? That Herod wanted Jesus dead then too and all the other baby boys in Bethlehem when he is born because he had heard from the Magi a king was born there. Well, his son is no different than him. He wants Jesus dead. That's Herod's goal. The Pharisees, they have a goal too. And their goal is not much different. They want to be rid of this Jesus guy. Uh, because he is going around and he's claiming the Messiah. He's leading many people away from their traditions. He's actually criticizing these Pharisees for what they've been teaching and all these laws that they have set up and for their, for their ways of thinking that religion is just what you do and not really what's inside. Jesus is a threat to them, to their way of life, to their religion, to their power. And they want to be done with him. And, and, and so they know that they need to get him to Jerusalem so that they can put him on trial and they can put him to death. And, and so they come to him and they act like they care about Jesus, but they don't. They're saying, you should really leave here. Right? They're trying to flush him out of where he is and say, Herod's trying to kill you. You need to flee. Hoping eventually he gets to Jerusalem so they can do their evil work. Herod has his goals. The Pharisees have their goals, but see what they're all focused on? making their lives more comfortable, <laughs> better, happier, thinking if we're rid of this Jesus guy, things will be better for us. You know, we find Jesus has a number of goals in this lesson too. The first goal that Jesus mentions here is first he says to Herod, he's, or about Herod, he says, you go tell that fox I'm going to keep on driving out demons. I'm going to heal people today and tomorrow. And on the third day, I will reach my goal. Jesus' goal was to keep on doing what he had been doing for the last, roughly at this point, two and a half years. So I, I'm not afraid of Herod. You can go tell him that I'm going to keep on doing what I've been doing. I'm going to drive out demons. I'm going to heal the sick. I'm going to raise the dead. I'm going to preach the word of God to those who are wanting to hear it. And he's not going to stop me. No threats are going to stop me from my, my purpose of being here. But Jesus says, I'm going to do this for a while, but, but that's really not why I'm here. He says that that time is going to come to an end. This time of, of driving out demons and miracle working and preaching, it's going to come to an end, and then I'm going to reach my goal. In the next phrase, he tells us what his goal is. I must press on today and tomorrow and the next day. For surely no prophet can die outside Jerusalem. Jesus' goal, he says, is to make it to Jerusalem. But it's not going to be because he's afraid of Herod and he's fleeing. It's not going to be because the Pharisees have had their way and, and they've got him there and tricked him into going there. I'm going to go there on my own, willingly. And he's going to go to Jerusalem. And a lot will happen there. It's where he'll be 
betrayed by one of his disciples, denied by another, and abandoned by the rest of them. It's where he will be bound and tried and beaten and mocked and ridiculed and spit on. It's where he'll be sentenced to death. But it won't be because of Herod and it won't be because of these Pharisees and and their scheming. It will be because he had to reach his goal. That Jesus would do what he came to do by his own doing. He says that Jerusalem, where the prophets lost their lives, prophets like Jeremiah and others from the Old Testament, would be the same place where the prophet, the fulfillment of all of those Old Testament prophecies himself would himself die. You see, Jesus' goal was not just to make it to Jerusalem. Jesus' goal was not just to to suffer and go through all of these struggles that were so unjust and so undeserved. His goal was to fulfill the Old Testament scriptures. His goal was to be that scapegoat from the Day of Atonement. That scapegoat upon whom on that Day of Atonement all the sins of the people were transferred to and then it was sent out of the city to die all alone. Jesus' goal was to be that scapegoat. But he wasn't just sent out of the city. He was driven out. He was dragged out and dragged up a hill and nailed to wood and there suffered and died there to reach his goal. The word that Jesus uses here for reaching his goal in this lesson from Luke 13 is related to the Greek word that Jesus cries out from the cross when he says to Telestai. It is finished. Jesus' goal was to suffer and die for the sins of the world. Jesus' goal was to take the punishment that you deserved for your sins upon himself. Jesus' goal was to be able to offer to you the peace of forgiveness and to know that everything that needed to be done would be done by him. Jesus' goal was to complete the Father's will, which was to take your place, to be your substitute, to be your Savior, to be the sacrifice for your sins. Jesus' goal was to make you his so that he could gather you to himself. That was the reason Jesus came. To live the life that you cannot, to to die the death that you deserved so that you could be gathered to him. So that you could be his very own. And that's what Jesus longs for. Jesus longs to make you his and to keep you as his. 
Jesus here near the end of this lesson laments over the many that he came to save who rejected him. For those that he came to die for who said, we don't want you. We don't need you. We're fine without you. Jesus laments over those who were unwilling to be called by him and have these wonderful blessings that he came to give. He laments by saying, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings and you were not willing. Jerusalem means the city of peace. And that's what Jesus came to bring. He came to bring peace and comfort and security and joy. That was his goal, to bring the people of his time and you those very blessings. Are you willing? An African-American preacher once said in a sermon that they took everything away from the slaves except for their spirituality. And he said, in the end, that's the only thing they really needed. Is that the case today? God longs to call you. He longs for you to have these blessings. Are you willing? You hear people say, even Christians, yeah, I, I know, I, my relationship with God should be more important than it is, but I, there's just so many other things going on right now. I just don't have the time. I know that, that I should probably read my Bible more and pray more often. Yeah, I know it's probably a good thing to sit in church every week. I know my wife, my spouse, my husband, they, they, they need more time from me. I know my kids need that, that good role model more in their life for me to be around more for them. I know the church needs a volunteer and I know that my neighbor needs some help. But... You have no idea how busy I am. Oh, you've got a lot of goals. They're just not aligned with Jesus. God longs to gather you. God longs for you to have these blessings. And for us to say to God the one in whom we live and move and have our being, who gives us absolutely everything as a gift from him, we say, I don't have time. I'm too busy. Doesn't that scare you at all? <laughs> if you see your time in God's house, if you see your 
time in His Word or in prayer as, as a challenge or a threat to your life and to your happiness or to your hobbies or to your job or anything else in this life, you know what you're calling God? Irrelevant. Or even worse, a thief. That he's stealing your time away from you that you'd rather give to these other things that you are trying so desperately to find your hope and your happiness and your peace in. And be honest, you haven't found it yet. You haven't. And you will not. You will not find it. Apart from Jesus. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you were not willing. Are you willing? Are your goals aligned with Jesus's? Or are they getting in the way? Having goals in life is fine and good. Having goals to improve your life and, and uh, be healthier and all of these other things that we do in life, they're fine and good. As long as they don't get in the way of the most important goal. Goals for your family. And giving your kids experiences and, and uh, doing all of these things for them, it's fine and good. But the most important goal of Christian parents is to lead their children to Jesus. <laughs> May we never be found unwilling. When we hear the call of our Savior, who laments, who longs, who pleads, let me gather you. Like, like a hen takes care of her chicks and, and protects them from, from the cold and stormy weather or protects them from the enemies like, like a fox who wants to snatch them away. Come and find the only place where you will find true peace and true contentment and true security. Let's align our goals with Jesus' goal. For us, for our families, Let's focus back on what's most important. What matters most, what matters forever. Did you notice when Jesus says he's going to reach his goal? He says on the third day. You know what happened on the third day? A tomb that had been occupied was now available. Grave clothes were neatly folded up. And Jesus breathed into his lungs again the air of this world. You see, his goal was the cross, to win your salvation, to say it is finished. But his ultimate goal was to rise from the dead and to live forever, to give you the promise that there is more than just this life. There's more than just your earthly goals. 
As Paul said in our lesson to the Philippians, that so many have their minds set on earthly things. But our citizenship, it's in heaven. And we eagerly await our Savior from there, who will take us to be with him, who will take these mortal, decaying, broken bodies and glorify them like Jesus' glorious body. Friends, that's the ultimate goal of every Christian, to be in heaven with our Savior, to reach that life that has no end. At the end of our service today, we're going to sing the beautiful hymn that so many of us love, We're But Strangers Here, Heaven Is Our Home. That's our goal. That's Jesus' goal, is that you will be there with him. And he promises that he will be with you every moment until you're there. Let him gather you under his wings. Through word and sacrament, find peace and rest and comfort and joy and purpose. Jesus' goal is for you to have all these blessings right now and forever. And I pray, I pray that nothing else, no one else in this life takes the place of that for you. So that it's your goal too, to be gathered, to have these blessings right now and to enjoy them forever. May God make that be our ultimate goal. Amen. Please stand.